You're listening to the weekly podcast of Bethel Bible Church and Pastor Mark Kirkendall. We're so glad you've joined us today. And as always, you can find more information about the church at our website, BethelBible.com. You can find us on Facebook and even follow us on Twitter at Bethel Bible. Let's join Sunday service now. Good morning, everyone. My name is Mark, and I'm excited this morning to walk us through a section of Romans chapter 14. So I want to invite you in your Bibles to that chapter of Romans or on our online platform, you'll see a tab there where you can click on Bible and you can pull that up. You can change uh, the version to the ESV, which I'll be uh, teaching from and everybody can view it together on your screen. But we're going to be doing something a little unique this morning. Instead of me covering the entirety of Romans chapter 14, uh, we have broken up this chapter across all five campuses. So this morning, I'm going to be looking at verses 5 through 9. For instance, Jacob Davis at the Henderson campus, he's going to be focused on 1 through 4. And so what we want to do at the end of today, we're going to take each of the passages this morning that you're going to be hearing, and they'll be posted online. So throughout this week, you can go and hear from the other uh, campus and teaching pastors, and you'll be able to hear the entire chapter of Romans chapter 14. And so this morning, I want you to know that Romans chapter 14 is all about unity, but it's not something that is unique to just Romans. In fact, Galatians, he's reminding them and telling them that they are biting and devouring one another. You see in Ephesians and Colossians, they had to be reminded about the importance of unity. We're reading Philippians, there were two women that were at odds with each other, and it was splitting and dividing the church. And so we see this issue of unity is something that has always been at stake. So whether we are reading this as the very first original hearers or even today, this is not something that has been new. So today, this is what I want us to see is that many things have been canceled, but not the need for unity. But there's so many reasons why unity is always at stake. One of the issues I think that plays into this is just the family dynamics that we grow up in and the environments that we learn from. In fact, Marla and I were dating and we began talking about something. We uh, weren't fighting, but man, all of a sudden she stopped. She said, why are you yelling? And I thought, I'm not yelling. We're just talking about this. But I came from a family that when you talked about something, you just got louder and louder and louder, uh, usually for excitement or whatever it might be. But that family dynamic plays into the idea of unity. Uh, we have different personalities. That can be a hindrance to unity. Uh, everyone comes at the world from a different worldview or perspective, and that is a battle uh, for unity at times. But there's all kinds of threats for unity, but I believe one of the things that sets at the top of the list of a threat to unity is simply our opinions. And it's not necessarily that our opinions are bad, it's then what do we do with our opinions? In fact, you see these inside and, and outside the church. Many churches have battled over the opinion of music. And it isn't that one opinion is right and one opinion is wrong. It's what do we then do with those opinions? Uh, I can remember uh, growing up the battle over uh, women wearing dresses or pants. And in fact, I went to a youth camp where at night girls were required to wear dresses. And so there was these opinions about even dress, uh, opinions about women working outside the home. Uh, or we can begin getting personal. What about the opinions about what is the best education? Is it homeschool, private school, or public school? 
In fact, right now we don't have a choice. Everybody's kind of homeschooling. Um, and so that's been a challenge for me. Well, what about our opinions about politics and the political party that we align with? And if you're like me, you have opinions and preferences about all kinds of things. But the point is, all of these can be threats to unity. In fact, many things have been canceled, but not our need for unity. And I believe this, one of the biggest threats to unity in the church is that we are all coming from different places spiritually. And that is what Paul is addressing in Romans chapter 14. In fact, just to give you a quick little background, in Romans 1 through 4, the issue is about food. There's a group that Paul calls the strong. And these were people that had opinions about foods, and they believed their faith allowed them to eat meat. But then there was another group that he calls the weak. And their opinion was that they were not allowed to to eat meat. Uh, They ate only vegetables. They did not have the freedom that the others did. But the important thing is not what group you were in, but it's how you then responded to each other with differing opinions. And so the issue was it was causing disunity, not which group you were in. And so, in fact, Paul is going to tell the strong not to despise the weak and the weak not to pass judgment on the strong. And he's going to show that both sides are honoring God in their opinions. Their opinions are not wrong. Neither side is sinning. In fact, he goes on to say that we should not allow these non-essential things where the gospel is not at stake to divide or to cause disunity. And so this morning, we're going to pick up in Romans chapter 14, verse 5. And here's what the issue, the issue is about special days. So kids, let me ask you this. Do you know how many national federal holidays there are? Well, there's actually 10 uh, national federal holidays. And then there's a plethora of holidays that are not official. Did you know that January 13th is National Rubber Ducky Day? Uh, January 28th is National Kazoo Day. February 27th is National Caregiver Day. What a great reminder to be praying for those uh, that are giving care during this difficult time. Uh, March the 1st is Dadgum That's Good Day. Uh, Today is National Goof-Off Day or Bavarian Crepes Day. So if you haven't had breakfast yet, maybe you could look that up and create some Bavarian crepes. But there's one day that I believe we should fight for that's not on the list yet. And that's National Pickles and Peanut Butter Day. And if you haven't tried these two things, I know it may sound strange, uh, but man, those things together are absolutely great. So let me ask you this, kids. What is your favorite holiday? So real quick, go ahead and call out what is your favorite holiday. I heard Christmas, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, okay. I'm sorry, Steve Hudson, but your birthday is not a national holiday, even though as much as you think it might be. Uh, So let's take this. Let's say Memorial Day. And I am convinced, my opinion is, that it should not be celebrated. But you have the opinion that we should. So who is right? We each have an opinion. They're at odds with each other. And then how do we now get along when we have a differing of opinions? And that is all about what Romans 14 is about. Or, let's take Christmas. Is it okay, is it good to celebrate Christmas in the traditional sense? 
See, we have opinions about all kinds of things. So Paul is going to address the issue of unity, but not with Memorial Day, not with Christmas. He calls it special day, specifically the Sabbath. So look in chapter 14, verse 5. He says, one person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. So you had one group, the strong, and they treated all days the same, that every day was important. But there's another group, the weak, that have the opinion that they felt the Sabbath was better than all other days. So who is right? Well, Paul doesn't give us the answer. So what he does, he gives us some ground rules, some things to think about when our opinions are at odds with each other. In fact, you'll see uh, one of these uh, the rules in the second half of verse 5. He says, each one should be convinced in his own mind. So instead of telling us who is right and who is wrong and which camp Paul falls into, rule number one is we must be convinced in our own minds. What does he mean by that? Well, you could take anything we might disagree on, holidays like Christmas and Santa Claus or Easter and the Easter Bunny, dress at church, types of music, political parties. Each one should be convinced in their own means first, we must do some soul searching about what I believe about this and what's important. I believe it should be guided by Scripture. And then, not be concerned about what other people think, but being convinced in my own mind that we need to know what we believe and why we believe it, and then we follow those convictions. So we must be convinced in our own minds before we are worried about anyone else. Then he gives us ground rule number two. It's in verse six. He says, the one who observes the day, observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord. Since he gives thanks to the Lord, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. So rule number two is, does it honor the Lord? So no matter what the issue might be, if it's the struggle over Easter, we ask, in doing this, can I honor the Lord, or is it causing me to dishonor the Lord? Things about dress. Does this honor the Lord or cause me to dishonor the Lord? And I'm con fully convinced, when I have a conviction, I have an opinion, when I'm convinced in my own mind and I follow that conviction, I need to be asking that question, is does it honor the Lord? But then it got me to thinking, can there be something that for one person they honor the Lord in, and for another person, it doesn't. And I think there are some things. So, for instance, uh, social media. I think social media can be used in some great ways, and we've seen it during these strange days we're in. In fact, we probably all should have bought stock in uh, places like Zoom that have gone through the roof because everybody's getting on and using it. But for me, it was Facebook. And what I found was the more time I was spending on Facebook, I found myself getting angry at different things. And then I found myself getting very judgmental. Therefore, I wasn't honoring the Lord in that. It wasn't Facebook's fault. It's what it was happening inside of me. Therefore, I needed to back away from that. Um, do you remember the game Words with Friends? Maybe you still play it. Maybe you still have it. Well, for me, I got on this game, and how it works is it's kind of like Scrabble, and you play online with other people, and they give you a notification. I can remember the day I went to the library. I was supposed to be studying. And all of a sudden, I started getting notifications of people playing, and I started playing along. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and two hours had passed. 
And therefore, I wasn't using my time wisely, uh, the time that I was supposed to be doing other things. Therefore, I needed to back away from that because uh, I wasn't honoring the Lord in that. Now, I have other games on my phone, and they don't seem to have that kind of control over me. I talked to a person uh, not too long ago. We were talking about some things, and they, for them, it was the issue of magazines. And they said, man, I get these magazines, and I look at all these pictures of what people had, and, and it would create this envy and this discontentment. Therefore, I just needed to get rid of those magazines. But for other people, that might not be the issue at all. They can be on Facebook. They can play words with friends, or they can look at magazines, and it doesn't stir up these emotions uh, inside of them. And for them, it can be totally okay. So I do believe there are some things that can be right for one person and right, but for others, maybe not. But when it comes to non-essential things, where the gospel is not at stake, first of all, be convinced in your own mind. Come to that conclusion. Then, honor God in that. Well, then Paul gives both groups, whether the weak or the strong, a perspective to focus on. And it's in verses 7 through 9. He says, For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. And this should be the perspective of both groups. In fact, this should be the perspective of any opinion of both groups of whatever side we land on. Our lives as believers are not our own. We are the Lord's. So our lives, our thoughts, our actions, ambitions, perspectives, and our opinions in all of this, should be carried out with the view that our lives are not our own. So the most important thing is not my opinions and getting people to accept my opinion as theirs. The most important thing is being convinced in my own mind, honoring the Lord, and realizing my life is not my own. My life belongs to Him. And I think this is such a timely message for us today that our lives have been dramatically changed, and we're not for sure how long. So perhaps one of the greatest things that can come out of this time is a renewed perspective and eyesight that says, my life is not my own, and I want to make the most of it. So whatever we're doing over the next several days, weeks, or months, the most important thing is not having all of my opinions accepted by other people, but my life being lived Christ. And there are all kinds of ways we can be doing this. Taking advantage of the moments that we have in our home. Going to the website and using those resources to disciple and to teach our children. Reaching out to those around us, asking them, how can we help? How can we pray for you? Uh, using the time that we have to live these days to the fullest, knowing that our lives belong to Him and we are as difficult as times may come, reminding ourselves that we belong to the Lord. Because this does not catch him off guard. He is not pacing around, um, wondering how this is going to work out. He has all things under control. So let's live these days to the fullest and live our lives for him, knowing we are Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We hope that you were blessed and encouraged. And if you have any questions or comments, we want you to let us know. 
simply send your thoughts to questions at Bethelbible.com. Thanks for spending time with us and be sure to join us next week on the Bethel Bible Podcast.